Welcome to another Macquarie Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. Hey, uh, it's an incredible privilege to be here and to think about everything that God's done here. You know, uh, for those of you who have been here a long time, you probably remember the early stages of our journey and when I, I look back on my journey and all the people I've lost along the way, I, I think I should never have been a tour guide. <laughs> but anyway, <clears throat> um, why don't we stand up? You know, this is a church that doesn't just love Jesus, but also loves the Holy Spirit and also loves the Word of God. And... I think the greatest privilege that I've had in all these years is the opportunity to just spend time in the Word and hear the voice of God through His Word. And, and tonight, um, it's not really about me because none of us are really worthy enough. God and I have been having this conversation. None of us are really worthy enough to deliver the Word of God. And yet, we are worthy enough because of Him, right? And so we come very humbly to the Word. I, I don't come with any sense of authority and arrogance. I come with a sense of incredible humility before the Word of God because I recognize that it is a privilege to gather around the Word. So, Father, I just thank you for your Word. I thank you for your Son. I thank you for all that he's taught us, but also I thank you for that name that he carries, which is above every other name. I thank you that he's also the word of God and that he speaks still by his spirit. So we invite you, Holy Spirit, to come and to speak to us and through us. And we ask you for this beautiful church, this new season, we declare favor and faith and and a flourishing and, and a, an uplift and a, a, a clarification and a, a sense of confident hope into the future in Jesus' name. Lord, let your word resound tonight. Let, let your word penetrate into our heart, Father. Amen. Um, before you sit down, turn to the person next to you and say, I hope he's better than the last time he was here. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, uh, I wanted to, you know, I heard that Steve Blake was here this, this morning, and um, Steve is a very hard act to follow. He's like an incredible man of God, an incredible man of prayer and faith and mission, actually. And, um, and so, I, I feel like um, I heard that tonight's the first night in, in, you know, your Sunday nights, which means it's only upward from here, right? We can only get better. And so I feel like I wanted to invite these two young men that I brought with me, and Lucas is here as well. Um, so if you get something, you can jump up as well. But, but I wanted to ask these guys, before I say anything, uh, we haven't collaborated. I wanted them to tell me what they felt God was saying over Macquarie because we have an incredible love for this church. And uh, we, are, we are family and so uh, I'm going to put these guys on the spot. And if they're no good, I'll chuck them. I'll discredit them and basically rubbish what they said. But uh, so who's first? This is Chris and this is Chris. So 
Chris is going to come first. Come on. Abby? Hey, everyone. Um, so I'm, I'm Chris Skinnier. Um, I mean, Chris Skinner. Sorry. No reference to the other Chris. Oh, the start, all right. We're good friends, so anyway, great start. Um, yeah, I, I guess coming in as an outside friend, I, I just was really seeking God for, for Macquarie, but I felt like this was also for some individuals here. And as I was praying, I just had this picture of this ornate gift, like this, this gift that was just wrapped in this incredible wrapping paper, um, the bow. I'm not, you know, that, I'm not into kind of aesthetics and decorations and things like that, but I was drawn to this, this gift and fascinated by it. And, and I was looking at it and there was a crowd of people around looking at this gift and this hand came to just pull the bow and start unwrapping that gift. And I just sensed the crowd around it just going, no, don't touch it. You know, it's just so beautiful. It's so amazing. Just as it is, don't, don't, don't do anything. <laughs> and but the hand I just continued to remove that bow and unwrap the gift wrap. And as you started to see that happen, I just saw underneath, it wasn't a, a, a present, it wasn't anything else, but it was another just kind of gift wrapping, which was just, just like more ornate and more spectacular, and my eye was drawn to it. And the people were just around, and just, I sensed this crowd just sort of exhale and breathe, and then just be enamored, you know, with this new gift there. And... I just, I guess as I saw that, thank you for letting me just go into that description of this um, vision, but the verse Isaiah 43, something we know well, we probably speak it out at the start of the new year, but I just want to speak this out again. It says, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Now I just, I don't know, I... <laughs> Felt for um, Macquarie Life Church, you've just met me now, but also for those here today, if you're just sensing like you, you've got everything that's in place and it's in, a, in a, a good spot and it's almost like I don't want God to touch it in any way, you know, I don't want to come, but I felt that that hand was the hand of God coming and I'm about to do something and as it happens, there's going to be a sense of anxiety and a sense of you know, oh, let's not touch it. But then as God's hand moves over it, there's this incredible, beautiful new thing that is um, just, it's almost like you're just drawn to it. So, yeah, that was what was on my heart. All right. <laughs> and just so you know, uh, I hadn't talked to Chris and he doesn't know anything about what's really been going on for you guys over the last year so um, that's because he's kind of in another universe and doesn't really <laughs> focus on but anyway um, I, I really witnessed with that word and, and I agree also that for, there are some people here in this room that you really need to hear that for you okay that you are the gift actually sometimes you you know I mean none of you woke up this morning with lipstick on your mirror going oh the gift of God <laughs> the gift of God but that's actually what you are right? You are the gift of God. 
even in your workplace, even with those annoying work people. Anyway, I lost it. Come on, come on, Christopher. Thanks for having us. Um, I've got three points to my sermon tonight. <laughs> but I, the, I actually do have three points to, the, uh, to this prophetic word, and I believe it's um, they're worth making note of. I really sense in my heart there's... At the, I've titled this the, and it, it's all. You know, I'm learning how to be a pastor, and so I'm learning how to preach and all these things over the years. And um, you learn how to do alliteration. So there are three P's. So you can write down P P P if you want, and then just fill the rest out. But it's the season right now is is the preparation, the pa- the pace, the preparation, the pace, and the power. And I just wanted to declare over you, um, in 1 Chronicles, you see David has this moment of preparation where he has readied, and it seems really similar to what Chris is talking about with this gift, it's ornate, it's ready. Um, there's, and, it's, and there is an inheritance, and there's going to be a blessing that happens with inheritance, but the, the preparation has just been costly, and the preparation is always costly. I prepare smoked meats for Christmas my family and it is costly it's you know it's a lot of dollars of meat and it's a lot of hours of no sleep and and there's this and so I just there's this whole season has been a big preparation and I just see that blessing that David sets up Solomon with Mark and Rods the way that you are setting this church up the next thing is the new pace when the pace changes everyone freaks out you know, I don't know too many people that love change, but when pace changes, there can be this freak out. But I want to encourage you with a scripture about speed, not the drug, <laughs> but a change of speed. Amos 9.13 says, Behold, days are coming, declares the Lord, when the plowman will overtake the reaper. And the treader of grapes will be faster than the one who sows seeds. And the mountains will drip with sweet wine and all the hills will be dissolved. In the uh, NLT, it says, The time will come, says the Lord, when the grain and the grapes will grow faster than they can be harvested. The pace is about to change. And this is what preparation should do. Any athlete that's preparing to get faster, to run faster, must first prepare and prepare and there is great preparation because the pace is great. And then Proverbs 14.4 says, Where there are no oxen, the major is clean. But much revenue comes from the strength of an oxen. The preparation, the pace, and the power. I see that there is a moment, there is a season of power about to come out of Macquarie Life Church. Like, and, and this is with the utmost respect to Mark and Ros, but unlike what has been seen yet, unlike what has been seen yet. And I was oscillating on that word, power, and going, oh. And as you guys led worship tonight, I felt, the, I felt it. And I went, the Holy Spirit said, yeah, it is, isn't it? There's proof. The, the, the song of the Lord is about to burst out of this house. I declare new songs to be written, to be recorded um, in this church, but they're not to stay in this church. I just declare that over you. I feel that there's just going to be this sweetness in the worship space, and God is unlocking a new power out of here. And but power comes with mess, with an un, with a, with a present looking like it's going to be broken as it's touched. 
as it's being undone. Faster speed, messier church, power, pace. God is going to do an incredible thing in this season. And I believe it's these two things are the, are the fruit of incredible preparation. And I want to take any chance I get to honour these two people. Our region is better for Mark and Ros there. And we love you guys. And so thank you for that. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> Did I tell you the title of my message? I didn't, did I? I want to talk to you about prepare tonight. And um, I've only got 10 points, and each one only about 10 or 15 minutes. So, but I actually want to take you through a whole bunch of, of scriptures around the prepare theme. And I, this is not only for this church. This is something that God woke me up. Uh, somebody asked me what was the prophetic sense I had for our nation, and, and, and this is kind of it. But I, I, I particularly felt like the Holy Spirit resonating with me about you guys in this moment, um, you know, to prepare. And I want to speak to you individually about you preparing, because it's not just about the church, it's about you. What are you called to do within your soul, within your identity? Because can I say this, you know... Um, there's a war in your head, and sometimes the greatest bully you face in all of life is you, because you are your own worst enemy. You are your own greatest critic. The, the voice in your head tends to be the thing that most opposes the work of God in you. And so you have to learn to win a victory. We sang about victory, but usually the Goliath you face initially is the one in your head. And you have to decide that I am going to fulfill what Paul writes in, in Ephesians. If anybody had a right to self-criticize, it was Paul. But Paul writes these words. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he prepared beforehand that you and I might walk in them. And there is a preparation you have to do, which is about you preparing to be his workmanship and to walk in the calling you have. Because I promise you, this church will grow automatically and all the churches in the region will flourish when the people of God just get on with their workmanship, the call that they have. And that word in the Greek is not just workmanship, it's literally you are God's masterpiece. You are a masterpiece. When Chris shared his picture of the ornate gift, none of you thought that was you. Why? Because the voice in your head bullies you into self-hatred, self-judgment, self-rejection, self-criticism, self-abnegation. You just wind up putting... The Australian way is to put yourself down. And we think that's somehow an asset. I promise you it's not. You and I have to learn to follow the call. Follow the prompts. Follow the sense of the masterpiece God is designing within you. You are his workmanship. If you're going to walk by faith, you have to fight with fear. Fear is false evidence appearing real. It's, it's this lie that you constantly battle with. If you're going to prepare to do all that God has called you to do, to be the masterpiece God's intended you to be, you're going to have to prepare to fight. Is that okay? I'm sorry. There is no way to avoid that battle. You cannot avoid it. You can win it, but you can't avoid it. 
And if you try to avoid it, you're losing it. Okay? And people will say, you're losing it. Uh, anyway, that's just a thought. <clears throat> Somebody really old and really wise said to me many times, if a thing's worth doing, it's worth doing badly. I think that might have been Mark's there. Um, he, he said, if a thing's worth doing, it's worth doing badly. I really love that because it's, it's stuck with me for the last 30 years that the only way you can ever get really good at something is to do it really badly. You have to try. Come on. Toddlers, I've got beautiful grandchildren now, and, and I watch them walk sometimes and think they are very entertaining. Just a walk is like a, like a dance-off. And, um, you know, it's, but how can they become good? How can they become the sprint champions I'm expecting them to be <laughs> if they don't start by toddling? So you have to take some steps. Remember what Theodore Roosevelt said. It's not the critic who counts, nor the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done better. The credit belongs to the person who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly and errs and comes up short again and again because there is no effort without error or shortcoming. But who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself for a cause that is worthy, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who knew neither victory nor defeat. I love that. I love that. We want to be in the arena. We want to be having a go. We want to take steps. Some of you, you have a business in your heart. You have a creative idea in your heart. Brene Brown reminds us that to be creative is to be vulnerable. It's to put yourself at risk. Prepare. You are his workmanship, created for something new. You heard it, something new, something different, something fresh. And please stop waiting for logic, okay? You know, King David writes, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You've anointed my head with oil, my cup overflows. But notice the overflows in the presence of battle, in the presence of enemies. There are enemies that you face. You can't spend your whole life waiting for this community, this society, to become logical. Logic left the building some time ago. I don't know if you knew that. But there is no... We, we are not... I was reading something this week. It says, um, we are no longer rational. We are emo-logical. We are driven by our emotions more than, than rational thought. And, you know, one of the things I want to suggest to you is that we need to prepare for political pressure to increase, not decrease. You will face some forms of public persecution. You will face opposition. It's not, it's not like previous eras, and we can't go backwards. We can only move forward. We have to embrace what is. And whether you like it or not, there is a battle for your faith. There is a battle for your logic. There's a battle for your spirituality. So you have to prepare for that. Can I say this? Particularly young people, if you're not sure about the Word of God, invest time to discover. Take the time 
to invest in the Word of God. I can remember as a brand new Christian going to Bible college, I literally started the day after I became a Christian, and my friends, more my agnostic friends, um, basically said to me, so, like, how long are you going to do this Bible study thing? Like, hello, it's like just a book. You can read it in about a week. And, and like, you know, why, why, why do you have to keep studying it? And I said to them... <laughs> I said to them, I will spend all my life studying this book and I will never have really scratched the surface of everything there. And here I am, 40 years later, feeling like I've hardly scratched the surface. The Word of God is worthy of your time. So sow your time into it. So prepare for battle. Prepare for, for, prepare to be the masterpiece God's given you. Prepare for battle. Prepare for provision for vision. In um, Proverbs 6, it says this, she prepares her food in the summer and gathers her provision in the harvest. There's a preparation for your vision. You and I need resources, okay? You should not be embarrassed about winning the lottery. You already won the lottery the moment you were born in Australia. I don't know if you knew this, but by being born in Australia, you were already privy to, the, to be in the top one and a half or two percent of the world's wealthiest people on the planet. Recently, a study was done that demonstrated that Australians have the best economic lifestyle in the world. So please don't feel like you don't have enough. Paulo Cuello says this, one day you will wake up and there won't be any more time to do the things you've always wanted. Do it now. Do it now. There are things that are in your heart that no one knows except God. And can I encourage you, take some steps toward it now. Don't wait. Life is short. Use your time. Invest your time in the purpose of God. Prepare for for vision, but also prepare for provision. Like Brooke said tonight, we, we need to sow into the kingdom of God because I promise you, when you get to heaven, your car that you had or the, the expensive furniture you had won't count. What will count is what you've sown into the kingdom, what you've sown into mission, what you've sown into building, what you've sown into touching the community. That's what's going to count. So prepare for provision. Number four, prepare for problems. <laughs> In um, Psalm 78, I think it is, it says, they spoke against God. They said, can God prepare a table in the wilderness? Well, actually, he does. Have you noticed this? God prepares for wilderness moments for all of us to go into and through. His intention is to meet with you in the wilderness. And there are times when, whether you like it or not, you will be alone. You can have a really big family. You can be surrounded by people all the time. But I promise you there are moments where God will get you alone. And he's setting a table for you in the wilderness. He wants you to come into that moment and hear his voice and let that wilderness moment transform your direction. Is this okay? Um, 
you know, things are changing all the time. The, you know, new artificial intelligence, you know, the, the direction we're heading is that soon there'll be a biological implant, a neurological implant in your brain that you will not need a phone. You'll literally just be able to uh, flick your eyes and you will have a map of where you're supposed to go and then hopefully you'll still remember why you wanted to go there and it'll just scroll down and you'll have a screen, it'll be like a Google Maps thing on your, on your eyebrow. And um, I don't think, you know, we have much to fear from technology at all, really. <clears throat> My wife asked me recently, you know, um, why are you speaking so softly in the house? And I said, well, I, I'm actually a bit nervous that Mark Zuckerberg can hear me. And then she laughed, and then, then I laughed, and then Siri laughed, and then Alexa laughed. <laughs> so, anyway. <clears throat> Have you noticed those remarkable ad systems? You know, you say something in your house and suddenly Facebook flashes up an ad for you. Have you noticed that? It's just an amazing coincidence. It's completely random. <clears throat> anyway. God is setting a table for you in the wilderness, but you have to recognise there'll be problems, there'll be challenges. And you shouldn't be surprised by that. Church, let me speak to you as a church. Is the way you're taking simple? No, it's not. It's complex. Leadership is complex. But the, the sense I have of what God is doing is building a team with a humility of spirit that loves the kingdom more than their own position, that loves the kingdom and the community more than their own personal wants and desires. Not about position. It's about influence. And so God positions you to have influence. So you have to prepare for that. Can I say this? I want to declare this over you. Prepare for a season of plenty in spiritual terms. Prepare for a season of plenty. Like Joseph had to prepare. He had to prepare for a time of famine, but he had, he had an abundance in advance. And I, I believe there is a spiritual heritage that God is doing, multi-generational in this house. And you'll have to unpack this later. I'm just going to throw random stuff out. Like Joseph, you'll have to prepare a storehouse. You'll have to prepare resource. You're going to have to recognise that, that, that the, the, the thing that I think Chris Gleason was saying is, is the next season ahead is an uplift. And I also felt this. Isaiah 54 is an expansion. You know, you have to stretch forth your tent. It's comfortable here. It's beautiful. It's the most beautiful church building in the whole region but I promise you it's not enough this is an apostolic house and ap apostolic churches do one thing really typically they plant new churches they're going to continue to do this whether you feel like it or whether it's comfortable or convenient is not really the point you're going to continue to do mission you're going to continue to look outward you're going to continue to expand prepare for it because it's going to cost you. Sometimes I want to ask God why he allows poverty, famine and injustice in the world when he could do something about it. But I'm afraid that he might ask me the same question. To the one that is given much, much is expected, Jesus taught. And whether you knew it or not, you've been given much. And you're the carriers of incredible blessing. So stretch forward. You won't regret it.
Number six, prepare for profitable enterprise requiring a lot of diligence. You know, uh, Proverbs says, prepare your work outside and make it ready for yourself in the field. Afterwards, then build your house. You and I have to recognise that we have to prepare. And, and can I encourage you? Enough is not enough. Financially and in terms of all the things you possess, don't feel like, oh, no, I've got enough for me. I've just got enough for me. That's not enough. Like Pastor Jack Haynes would say to us, either be a missionary or a millionaire. Because, you know, if you're not going to go, then we need you to fund somebody who's going to go. Is that okay? And one of the reasons we give to church is not so we can go, well, I gave to church and they're going to put a pew, a little, little, little blast, brass plate on the back of it with my name on it. No, they're not doing that. That seat's not for you. You are an organisation that exists for the benefit of your non-members. So, so prepare for provision. Prepare for profit. <clears throat> I was thinking about that, you know, in my former workplace and, you know, we had nicknames for people in, in work, you know, like guys you work with. Anyone have some problem people you work with? They don't have to tell me their name. And please don't say it if you're on Macquarie staff. That's, <laughs> that's really awkward. Um, <clears throat> But we had, we had guys here we'd call the wicketkeeper, you know, the guy he'd put on gloves and he would just stand back. Uh, we had a guy we'd call Harvey Norman, you know, he had, he had three years but zero interest. Um, we had a guy we called Sensor Light, he only works if someone walks past. <laughs> we had a guy we called Blister, he only appeared when the work was done. <laughs> we had a guy called Lantern, he wasn't very bright and he had to be carried. A <laughs> uh, couple more. We had a guy called Cordless. He charges all night but only works for two hours. <laughs> oh, don't, <clears throat> don't be that guy, by the way, that everybody talks about at work as, oh, they're, yeah, work ethic. No, not really. The last couple of things I want to say prepare for power encounters. Prepare for power encounters. You see, there's an authority that God has given to you in His name. And, and you're not standing praying for somebody else with only your power. You're standing in the power of the name of Jesus. It's not just something we sing about. It's real. It's actually really effective. He is still the same yesterday, today and forever. He's still a miracle working God. And, you know, you remember the story, but Elijah says to the prophets of Baal, choose one ox for yourself and prepare it first, for you are many and call on the name of your God, and I will call on the name of my God. You and I, whether we like it or not, will demonstrate the reality of our faith by the productivity of it under pressure. Prepare for power. Don't give up praying. Don't give up on what God wants to do. A couple more things. Prepare for proselytes. And I believe especially from other racial groups, other ethnic groups, other religious groups. And I sense, especially in Australia, but also beyond our, our national borders, we will see many Muslims come to faith in this next season. Jesus said it like this. 
Many will come from east and west and recline at the table with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. I love that. Church leaders, prepare the priesthood of all believers. The Apostle Peter wrote these words, coming to Jesus as a living stone which has been rejected by men but is choice and precious in the sight of God. You also as living stones are being built up as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who's called you out of darkness into his marvellous light. That's a word over this church. This is you right now, right here in this season, this year ahead. You are already a chosen people, a royal priesthood. Can we stop waiting on the sideline? Get in the arena. And finally, prepare the way of the Lord. In the end, we're just signposts to point to somebody else. It's actually not about us. It's about Him. And our job is simply to point to the one who has done everything to rescue us. I love that. Can we stand together? If you didn't already get it, the word for tonight is prepare. (laughs) Prepare. And it's not just for the whole church, but it's a word for you individually. Prepare for more. Prepare for courage. Prepare for battle. Prepare spiritually. Prepare in the Word of God. Prepare yourself as a disciple. Prepare yourself to be a blessing. Prepare to be enriched, but also to be enlarged. Prepare to be stretched. Prepare to to go where you haven't gone before. Prepare for mission. Prepare to open your hearts. Prepare to serve. Even if you've not served for a long time or maybe never, maybe you just think, oh, I don't really, I'm not a minister, I'm not a leader. Can I promise you, every one of you is a leader. Every one of you is called to influence. Every one of you is called to walk with the favour of God in this season of purpose. You know, I'm going to be here at the end tonight and I'm going to literally hand over now, but I want to open up for anybody who wants prayer, maybe a prophetic word. Um, I'm going to hang out. If you you want that, not just for me, it'll be a a team of prayers with you um, and we'll pray carefully and and, um, with with integrity. But I, I want you to go away in no uncertain terms knowing that God has called you to prepare. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening. We hope you have enjoyed this message. For more information, please visit macroylifechurch.com.au.